0: This is What Goddesses Watch, a film and TV podcast that takes a divinely badass dive into the feminine on screen. With me, Soma Ghosh, film critic and editor of The Demented Goddess magazine. And today it's one of our WI editions. No, it's not the British Women's Institute with a presentation on macrame and macchiato. It's a watch instead what Goddesses Watch Quickie where we'll be introducing you to a couple of films to stream right now or watch in the cinema as an alternative to mainstream film viewing and it's been a cold frosty day and night here in the Welsh Marches where I'm recording this for you and we thought we would explore winter reunions because after the Christmas and New Year parties and the come down It can give us a time to regroup and reflect, a time when our thoughts maybe turn to friendships of the past, tinging the present with those memories. And there are two films that I want to share with you today. One is the debut film, by Gion Gowoon, Micro Habitat, which I really recommend if you missed it the first time and the other is a new film Memory Box by Joanna Haji Thomas and Khalil Jorage. Memory Box is set in Lebanon and French-speaking Montreal and follows um, Alex, a teenage girl who becomes obsessed with reclaiming the lost teenage experiences of her mother, Maya, and um, it opens um, at Christmas during a snowstorm. A box arrives for Maya filled with what her her mother, the grandmother figure, calls les mauvais souvenirs, um, bad memories. Alex, Maya's bored, isolated teenage daughter, gets involved with the box, even though Maya um, warns her away from it. Maya's completely closed to discussing it. And inside this box, there are Maya's own teenage notebooks and cassette tapes journaling her passionate first love for Raja, a young man involved with fighters of the uh, Lebanese Civil War. And, uh, And as Alex absorbedly reads Maya's notebooks and listens to the cassette tapes she encounters um, the younger Maya um, her story and we we piece together and enter young Maya's story alongside Alex entering a Beirut of house parties um, where Maya and her friends dance to Blondie and make love while the bombs fall until ultimately Alex accompanies her mother as she returns to Beirut for the funeral of the person for whom she wrote all of these notebooks and made all of these cassettes and confronts her old friends and I was really intrigued to see this film firstly because Joanna Haji Thomas and Khalil Jurej have an interesting track record in mining that area between fact and fiction in questioning who gathers the facts, who gets to tell the facts and how reality is remade according to who's who's looking at it and, and who's telling it. So, for example, they once created an art installation Um, exploring email scamming. And they also made a film called I Want to See with Catherine Deneuve where they took that great film icon to Beirut and filmed and documented her and the city as it has been rebuilt but still bears traces of the war, looking at it through her eyes. And there is a um, theme of looking at somebody else's story and interpreting that story and and how we bring our own needs to somebody else's story in this film memory box the second was more personal i was introduced to lebanese culture by my friend at school who arrived from the lebanese diaspora um, displaced through um, war and the pressures around the continuing conflict like so many and she was French um, and and Arab and, and English speaking and her family were wonderfully cultured and welcoming and introduced me to the the deep engagement with um, ideas, arts and politics in Lebanese culture and um, the understanding that that somewhere across the world there was this um, sophisticated multicultural city Beirut and it was special in the Middle East. Yeah so um, it was really interesting to encounter um, this film which is a which does make use of documentary-style video montage meets straight domestic drama, and there is an overall mood of interiority and repression. The film opens with a snowstorm and moves into introspective colours of dark blue nights and flesh tones. But somehow, um, partly because the the relationships between the, the the three the three women, the daughter, the mother, and the and the grandmother are interesting and played very well by the actors but not excavated Um, that mood of interiority and repression isn't very deep in the present it almost plays as a as a kind of monotony but then catches fire in the turbulent war-torn past where a a number of scenes about the lovers Maya and Raja are are, are literally um, fire lit by bombs and Um, exploding um, streets of of beautiful Beirut. And there is maybe a a very interesting theme hidden in there of how the awful life-changing impact of war can be compared uh, to the transitory yet uh, deep impact of first love. However, it's it's not a, a theme that is deeply excavated as we are continually thrown back to the notebooks and the tapes and the music. And it's a film that's really in love with the notebooks and photographs and images. Um, And perhaps one of the things that um, I felt didn't work for me were why the young Alex um, who is hurting from a breakup and obsessing over her lost boyfriend and the size of her thighs in the opening of the film, which is, which is well done, um, if limited in terms of the space it's given. Why does she care so much about her mother's past? I mean, it would make sense if there was a tormented relationship between mother and daughter, the daughter was in some way trying to reclaim part of the mother which she doesn't have access to, and it's true that at one point, Alex says to her mother, we never share anything. But this is a single explicit signpost in common and it's part of the literalism of the style and approach of this film, I'd say. After all, it's called Memory Box, not as a metaphor which is developed, but after a real physical memory box. And it's pretty unimaginative in the way that it, it, it draws from journal accounts. And this literalism plays into the script, so it feels as if people are either talking directly about the memories or inhabiting those memories and experiences. And without other forms of interplay, the characters can feel undeveloped. But though at times she felt too opaque, I enjoyed the twitchy austerity of the older Maya, Rim Turki, and the open sensuality of the younger Manal Issa. And although I've complained of the literalism, the night scenes with Maya and Raja. The two young lovers who will meet in bombed Beirut, whatever the cost. The desolate streets and the sulfurous um, sunset glow of the bombing as Maya clutches him on his bike. The very matter-of-factness of those romantic scenes not being overplayed is compelling. And so while for me the traumatic event that perhaps explains the change that we we see but we don't we don't really track or or dive into between the open sensual young Maya and um, the secretive almost dure older Maya comes too late Perhaps one of the admirable um, things about this movie is its hypnotic reclaiming of memory, the value of piecing together oneself, its commitment to the process and its rejection of one confrontation or a single confrontation being more important in a real life than, um, than another. But I did feel as if Haji Thomas was still working through the things that had happened to her since the Notebooks and cassettes and the whole story is actually freely drawn, as the film tells us, from diaries that she kept between 1983 to 1988. So ultimately, um, Memory Box raises an interesting artistic question of how far you should privilege the real when making films about memories and um, whose memories should be treated with what kind of respect um, what kind of memories actually make us who we are? They, they might not be the headline-grabbing ones. And that question of who owns our stories and how other people see us is picked up in Microhabitat by Jion go It tells the story of Miso, who's just entering her 30s um, but on expensive daily medication and working as a cleaner across Sewell, living very precariously. When her landlord puts up her rent and her beloved boyfriend moves countries for work, she's homeless. She continues working around the city and she reunites with her old band members, um, friends from college who are in this photo that's among her belongings. So she goes, Uh, round to each of them in turn, the the, the keyboardist, the the bassist and so on, trying to stay with them, trying to gain some shelter, trying to rekindle the friendship. And one might say that like Memory Box it perhaps suffers from a uh, rather literal premise in that here's a photo, here are the band members, now we're going to see Miso visiting each one of them. But in this case it is offset by how successfully this simple structure works. Uh, on one level, it's a naive picaresque. We follow Misa, Miso as she goes from one friend to another. But the, the fascination in this film is it's, it's all about character in action as miso reacts to what her friends are doing whether it is a corporate hotshot he manages stress with heroin what her friends are telling her um, in uh, in intimate, brief conversations, uh, for example, in unhappy marriages, um, where she's told marriage is like a disease, or what her friends need of her, um, which might be company um, or witness, or perhaps even to to shame her. It becomes a a very interesting interrogation on on friendship, um, which I'll come to in a moment. But I just wanted to uh, pay tribute, really, to the quiet radiance of this film um it's fluidly directed moving easily between wider frame pictures of fireworks in a new year's sky above Sewell and um the the river and 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 the, the the bridge is over the river um you have uh sky high views of the city and and the precarious loneliness um of some of its inhabitants as you go up spindly stairs up a mountainous high-rise as Miso looks for ever cheaper accommodation. But at the same time, um, the camera easily moves into intimate handheld close-up work when friends are whispering in bed together. And there's no heavy, uh, now I'm doing handheld camera, it's very documentary domestic um, signalling. So, what I found interesting about it, as just you know, from an artistic point of view, is the deceptive simplicity of. Um of the approach and it's full of light comic touches. So um, there's the comedy of Miso and her lover trying to have sex when it's absolutely freezing because she can't afford any heating. There are, um, along the way in her episodes, she encounters some uh, very keen would-be in-laws and those light comic touches give the, the whole piece a confidently assured, sad, funny tone without ever minimising the threadbare and increasingly dwindling hopes of those who maybe come from middle class background, are educated, um, are hard workers who love to learn and who love to grow, um, but who are artists who have somehow fallen through the gaps in the system and find themselves in a in a precarious situation. It's a trope that has um, been acknowledged in Um, in films like um, Friends with Money with Jennifer Aniston and in the recent Netflix series Made. But unlike those, Jeon Go-Woon doesn't labour the misery of the woman who finds herself in this position or overly emphasise the injustices which are piled against her. Instead, she hones in on the ritual that Miso particularly looks forward to at the end of a hard working day to be able to sit quietly and um, with her own self-respect intact in a quietly chic bar drinking one decent glass of whiskey and having a cigarette. And what Miso shows us by her generosity towards her friends Her caring, her cooking, her willingness to share whatever little she has and her pursuit of this cigarette and the glass of whiskey is that life is nothing without... Um, independence and without joy and that's something that's interesting to see um, how her friends have fared. Ultimately um, it is an interesting film also not just about solitude but about the transactional nature of friendship and that's an interesting thing to think about I think when we consider reunions. Why are you thinking about that person from your past? Um, What do they actually mean? Is there a real friendship there or are the two of you just fulfilling a role for one another? And that role it's suggested in this film is for friends to just provide stories for one another, to provide narratives um, for a life. Um, so that you can say that you lived it in some way. And those people who don't fall into obvious narratives and obvious structures, um, they will fall through the gaps. And that's shown when the band members hook up near the end at a funeral and discuss Miso in her absence. But Miso, with her great capacity for love, as she generously gives to her friends she encounters regardless of how they treat her stands as a figure who shows us that freedom ultimately is more important than friendship Um, she has some some great lines she doesn't speak very much um, but her face (laughs) speaks um, volumes um, in its forbearance in its uh, repressed emotion in its um, sadness and pain, um, but more particularly when um, the, the, the price of her cigarettes goes up, um, rather than how she is treated, for which she shows um, a huge amount of understanding and tolerance. Miso is played by Isom with detailed nuance and tiny flashes of humour, which validates the Korean title of the film, A Little Princess. Um, but as she says I'm homeless not mindless and there is very little self-pity shown um, we never discover what her illness is and in fact when a friend asks her what would happen if she stops taking her meditation uh, medication she says that uh, that her hair would, would 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 grow white and that perhaps is a metaphor for aging which all the friends are doing and Personally, I think to have achieved a life lived in freedom and on your own terms is the the highest state of success. But these thoughts of friendship, um, who gets to tell your story, and the meanings or not of the past are perfect wintry reflections, I think, for the beginning of the year. So you can watch Microhabitat on Mubi.com, streaming now. And Memory Box is coming out on the 21st of January in cinemas in the UK. What do you think about the value of friendship, the value of memories, and how honestly or truthfully we hold memories from the past? Hit us up on Twitter, at Demented capital G, capital D... And you can get exclusive behind the scenes video recordings, including um, the bloopers and fun bits with guests like Ezra Furman and Mona Altahawi on our Patreon. And on our Patreon, we are also doing mini booster podcasts, which help to boost your knowledge of feminist multicultural film history with tons of films that you can watch right now and also really importantly if you become a patron you have uh, the rights to your own artwork featuring yourself as a goddess on a mug or a shirt and of course you're not just in it for the merch by going to www.patreon.com forward slash what goddesses watch you will be supporting more podcasts uh, about films made by and about women We are currently ad-free, so we need your support to make more irreverent and rigorous feminist film podcasts. This has been me, Soma Ghosh, for What Goddesses Watch, which is produced by me and audio produced by Creva Lavelle, with music by Penelope Traps.